0: Listening Dog Media.
1: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank's football career is best defined by his goals, there were plenty of them in his time spent in the Premier League at Leeds and Chelsea, winning the golden boot twice, as well as during his time playing in Europe, including a spell at Atletico Madrid. But as well as scoring goals, Jimmy attracted his fair share of controversy, from his teenage years in Holland to admonishment from the then Leeds manager David O'Leary. Having dipped his toe in the managerial waters at Burton Albion and Queen's Park Rangers, he's now joined Northampton Town as he looks to establish himself in the cutthroat coaching world. We've gathered at the tea rooms at Stamford Bridge next door to the Chelsea Club shop for this Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank Offside Rule exclusive. This episode has been guest edited by ESPN presenter Alison Bender.
1: The Offside Rule exclusives with Kate Borset and Lindsay Hooper.
0: Jimmy I just want to start really with your name because when you look at your birth certificate it's not Jimmy it came from football how did that come about?
2: That is actually something that a lot of people don't know actually everybody thinks that Jimmy is my birth uh, name but it isn't it's actually a nickname and uh, it came about when I uh, when I went to Portugal and um, the guy didn't want 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 my, uh, my real name to be on, 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 the, on the team sheet. So uh, he said, uh, and that, this was the press president, he says, I'm going to call you Jimmy. <laughs> you know, so I said, you can call me whatever you want. You know, I just wanted to have the opportunity, you know. So, uh, and then after he signed me, it sticked, you know, Jimmy sticked and, and, uh, and here we are as Jimmy, you know. Uh, my wife calls me Jimmy. Uh, it's only my mum, my brothers and sisters, they call me Gerald, you know. Um, but the rest of the world, they, they call me Jim.
1: Lindsay tapping into something there. Let's talk about yes, Jimmy, exactly. um, a time when you when you weren't Jimmy growing yes. up. Now, I read with interest that you were actually born in a tiny country on the northeastern coast of South America called Suriname. Yeah. Not many people know that, but also that you're one of many famous footballers to come from the same city in it's Suriname. Clarence Seedorf, Edgar Davids, Jimmy, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. I've got to ask if there was something in the water. Tell me about this. I know you left <laughs> very, very young, but just tell me about this country that, 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 that I'd never heard about before.
2: No, it's... Uh... It's actually, it's actually quite a big country, but uh, 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 the population is, is very small because it's uh, majority is, is part of the Amazon and it is very close to uh, Brazil, obviously, you know, so a lot of greenery. I think there's only 800,000 people in the capital, Paramaribo. Everybody loves football. And, and that's what people look. That is the national game. Uh, they play a lot of football on the streets and And there is where football really gets created on the streets that's where you learn really football the rawness the the skill the the, the toughness you know and and uh, majority of of the suriname players uh they played they, they played on the streets and and from there they were were noticed and from there they started to play in teams and and um you know that's where where we we all were were brought up you know playing football on the streets if you if you go back in the day here as well you know uh, where all the big players uh, came from here in England they used to play on the streets you know the the, the mom used to kick the boys out go and play outside (laughs) and that's what's what 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 happened uh, back in the day in 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 Holland and I must say yes there are a lot of Suriname players even now you know um but it's, it's because it's a colony of Holland.
1: You talk about toughness and about the toughness you had to have as a child playing football out on the streets there. Your mum took your family over to the Netherlands and you had to be a tough cookie growing up, right? And some of what we know about you... Yeah. <laughs> he's only vaguely admitting to this, by the way. But tell me about your upbringing in Holland and also about the fact that you were involved in a gang, whether that was a had-to, whether, whether that was something that, that you had to be part of to kind of show your toughness, or whether that was a fleeting moment, really, in your childhood. Uh,
2: I didn't had to. I didn't have to. Um, uh, I think it was just a foolish thing of me to do. You know, um, you have got choices in life, and, and uh, I chose at that time the wrong, the, the wrong one. Uh, it made me tougher, but um, it was not the the, the, the right choice um, but that was the area that I was living in you know uh, uh, We had a code we had a we, we did certain things in a, in, 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 in a certain way i 'm just one of those who is very lucky that has gone on a, on 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 a straight path. You know, uh, I've never done drugs. I've never done uh, crazy things. You know, but um, my neighborhood and, and and people around me—it uh, was tough. It was tough. You know, but but it it, it has given me a, a life uh, experience that that can relate with, with a lot of people in football, a lot of players, and 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 that helps me.
0: In that respect. Looking at modern day footballers, and we've heard of quite a lot of of characters that have been in and out of the law but have this immense talent when it comes to football, more so than what you ever were. But do you think football can just provide that salvage sometimes and it rescues a lot of people from a life that would have been something completely different?
2: Of course, it rescues uh, a lot of people, it it gives you also uh, a way of living, Uh, I think it gives you uh, a discipline you know uh, if you want to make it in football you have to have a discipline in life and and that helps you know uh, it gives the, the person a vision uh, an an outlet and and um, yeah uh, it, it's it's uh, it's a good way it's a good way we 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 we, we um, if if we look back at, at all the individuals majority of, of of the football players the good football players they come from difficult backgrounds, you know, or, or difficult neighborhoods, or, or, or tough neighborhoods, you know, uh, and they know how to fight. And I'm not saying fight with fists, but fight for for what they really want. And um, and um, you know, uh, times is changing. Times are changing. Uh, youngsters are are now. Uh, it's it's harder now for youngsters, you know, because because the opportunities are, are getting less and less and less, you know. So me with my experience, I think it helps me to 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 uh, to speak to, to to younger adults and 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 to relate with them and 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 send them on on the right path and 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 guide them.
0: Kate has much more going on to your career and where you ended up. I mean, we all know you for playing for Chelsea and Leeds United. You moved around so much. You went to different countries. Uh, You were in Spain, Portugal, England. That very first move away, going back to when you were in the Netherlands, was it a move away to get away from all of that? Or was it a move away because of opportunity in football?
2: No, no, no. It was not a move to get away from that uh, at all. Uh, I had a really good upbringing. upbringing, uh, Really good, uh, very loving family that is still really close together. My mom is still alive. Uh, we, are, we are very tight. So, so going away was... Uh, I didn't really want to go away out of Holland. And I didn't need to. But the opportunity wasn't there for, my, for me in Holland. So I had to go and try to find it somewhere else. I went out on my own. And, and while I went, my little girl was born. You know, when I was uh, 24. 24. So yeah, it, it was a big step for me, but it was a step that had to be taken, you know. So, so yeah, uh, no, my 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 problems were in my teens, my problems back home, um, my when I was indisciplined and and when I when I was kicked away from from uh, Telstar was because I was always late because I had no discipline because I was not focused, you know. So. But that was me. That, that was my own fault. Um, when, I, when, I, when I went to uh, Portugal, things were, things were very good uh, for me back home.
1: Is there an instance of a player who in your managerial career so far you've spoken to and you know you've made a difference to that player, perhaps someone with great potential, that you could see a bit of your teenage self in, perhaps a player who you think, do you know what, I'm so glad I spoke to that person. I'm so glad that I showed them that I believed in them and that they got through it because as you say that, that there are some troubled kids in football and particularly younger players as well having an experienced hand someone with your maturity and your experience can pr- mean it's, you know, it can be invaluable
2: Yeah but the, obviously of course there are a, a few that, that, that I think that I have done really well with and, and showed them the right way and yes there are uh, 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 a lot of troubled kids uh, in football, because a lot are coming from a, a difficult neighborhood or a, a difficult, a difficult background. But there are also a lot of good, good ones. You know, <laughs> there are also a lot of uh, stable kids. You know, that you have to help as well, but in a different way. I don't want to concentrate too much on 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 the on the troubled ones, you know? Uh, and and everybody has got something bad in their life. Everybody, you know? Everybody has got a little problem or a big problem in their life, whatever that is, you know? Um, it might be a, a small problem for somebody else, but it is a big problem for that person itself. So let's not, you know, let's, let's think about the beautiful thing, the beautiful game, and how... You know, uh, it, it, it it helps yeah. individuals. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, the offside rule exclusives.
0: We've spoken about how many moves you made, and people talk about club numbers usually, but yours is countries because you did go to so many. That happens so often now that we see players coming from abroad, which in the last 20 years, and certainly since the emergence of the Premier League, it's more and more popular to see foreign players coming here, but also so many. Applying their trade around Europe, around the world. In terms of adapting, what is it like when you're taken out of all your natural surroundings, all that's familiar, and your one focus is football, but that's it, that's all you have that is the thing that you know?
2: For me personally, it was very easy. I like countries, I like cultures, I like languages, you know, so for me, it was very easy to to uh, be uh, around people. I'm a people's person. When I moved to Portugal, I had no teacher. I didn't speak not one word Portuguese. It was for me to be around people, to learn Portuguese very quick, make mistakes, as many mistakes as possible, so I could learn the language, so I could speak to my teammates. And the culture, you know, the food and, and all that kind of stuff. It was for me very, very easy. England as well for me to come to England it's more or less the same as Holland you know the people are more or less the same the culture is more or less the same so for me it was it was very easy to in, I, integrate you know Spain the same you know so so i think i think when you are going to countries you shouldn't be afraid to to make mistakes otherwise you know, you're not going to learn. You,
0: know? you put a different hat on now as well. You've got your manager's hat on, and you see players nowadays, as Diego Costa recently um, at Chelsea, which we're within the grounds of Chelsea Football Stadium now. Alexis Sanchez over across the city in London, who don't speak any English and and haven't wanted to. Do you think that the language is is an important thing to really grasp and to actually come to a country and have it? As as it helped you?
2: I think. I think. Uh... That's also the problem of the club. You know, uh, I think you have to respect the country you're going to or in, be in. All my players that I have brought in from abroad to, 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 to uh, whatever club I am, if they don't speak English, they are, getting, they are paying for an English teacher. They have to learn the language as quick as possible because, uh, 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 once again, you have to respect the country that you're in and respect the people. And and, uh, I'm a big believer that everybody speaks one language.
1: Let's talk about the Premier League and Leeds. What was that like, coming over to Leeds? I know that you worked under George Graham (coughs) to start off with, a hard taskmaster, and perhaps you'd initially think not the natural fit for someone who just loves scoring goals. Tell us about your time at Leeds.
2: My time at least, it was, was actually very, very good. It only ended in a, in a way that I wish uh, and hope that it, that it could have ended better. I had two magnificent years there. Uh, I, I, um, I got signed from Portugal by George Graham. I lived in a hotel for four months because uh, I, I, I had no house yet. I still have got many, many friends at Leeds that I still f- go and visit, the, the, the fans were absolutely magnificent, absolutely magnificent, they were second to none, you know, uh, and we had two magnificent years, you know, uh, one we got fourth in the league and the other I think we got third and, and I wanted to stay at Leeds, you know, I, I saw my future there but we couldn't agree on, on a contract. So then um, Atletico came in and, and I had to make a decision. And, and uh, the decision was not to be afraid to go to another country and, 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 uh, and, and take your opportunity there.
1: What was it like being joint winner of the Golden Boot alongside Michael Owen and Dwight York? Because there, mm-hmm. you know, there is quite some pedigree there. Oh, yeah. And for you to come to English football and within a relatively short space of time come out as the joint Golden Boot winner has to rank as a fantastic achievement i've seen your um, father's day sports
0: day race recently and i can imagine i can imagine you don't like sharing
2: <laughs> no i don't <laughs> no i don't that was uh, actually very funny uh, that was very very funny uh, the dads race i i i didn't want to anticipate i didn't want to anticipate and uh, my, li- my my, uh, my 8 year old She's a very good runner, very good runner. And she ran up 150. And she was so nervous and blah and this and that. And I was trying to calm her down. I said, you'll be fine and and all that kind of stuff. And she said, uh, uh, Daddy, if I win, are you going to run the dad's race? (laughs) I said, no, 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 no. no. Daddy's not going to run. Daddy's not going to run. And she kept on on asking. Go on, go on, go on. So then, you know... Okay. I said yes. And you know yourself. I'm a competitor. If you're going to do it, I'm going to do it properly, you know? So but there were a few young dads and 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 they were very fast. So so I just went for it, and, and at the end, I had to dive to win. So, so
0: Yes, what Jimmy is mentioning there is that he dived. This at is a end, school a sports day, down. yeah, to just secure the victory.
2: Had to be done. I, I, I had to make my daughter proud, and, yeah. and, you know, fathers do everything for their daughters. So, so
0: So sharing Premier League golden boots was nothing compared to that.
2: No, this was much more important. <laughs> much more important. This will live forever for me with my daughter.
1: <laughs> so. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, the Offside World TV, for exclusive video football content.
0: Hearing you speak about Leeds so affectionately, I'm gonna be honest, I was a little bit surprised. There was a part of me that thought you wanted away from Leeds at the end. Yeah. I always felt that Chelsea, because am I right in saying that Chelsea came in for you when you were at Leeds?
2: Yeah. They did? Yeah, they yeah they did, but Leeds didn't want to sell me to an English club.
0: But was it always the intention to end up at Chelsea? Was it to go away and come here
2: eventually? No, no. no. Atlético Madrid was a was is a big club. You know, I signed four years. Uh, I was always uh, in intention to 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 stay at Atlético Madrid. Uh, drama happened happened at Atlético. Uh, the president went to jail. Club couldn't pay uh, certain players. We went down. And luckily, personally, I did well that year, so that 's why the, the, the transfer came about. but uh, no, it was not it was not in the, in, <laughs> in, in the tactics that uh, uh, i 'm going to go to Atletico for one year and then come back to Chelsea now.
1: I just want to talk about your move from Leeds to Atletico because. The reason, I guess, why Linz is mentioning that if you read all the, all the kind of press around it, it didn't seem like a happy ending for you. And certainly when you look at David O'Leary's comments to the Yorkshire Post, he was quite damning about you and about Dutch players, saying that he almost felt that, that Dutch players were felt that they were entitled to l- larger pay packets, etc., which I thought was was really harsh. What was your relationship like with him? And was it that you were... You know, trying to ask for a decent amount of money, and he said no. And that being ironic, considering the amounts of money that Leeds ended up paying future players. To kind of read back on his comment now, basically saying that, that that kind of you were similar to other Dutch players, and that you were greedy, you were asking for kind of too much. What was the relationship like with him? And and when you when you remember comments like that, how does that how does that sit with you?
2: That's football, isn't it? People, people are always trying to. Certain people are always trying to manipulate situations. Uh, I know myself that I've always been honest. I wanted to stay at Leeds. They, they, the the package that they offered me was just not related to to what the market was, you know, not what Jimmy wanted, what the market was, and. Uh, he just said certain things in the paper to make him look, look better. But if you look back now, you see that he just lied, you know, and, and, and made stories up. Because when I left, there came other players and, and they were paid much more than I was asking, you know? If, if David O'Leary had just said, no, I, I just see no future for Jimmy here at Leeds. That would have been better, because that's what was the case. He wanted a different way. And that is fair enough. That is, that is, that is his prerogative. He's the manager. He can do that. But it made me look really bad, you know. And... and and that was uh, his game, you know.
1: Let's talk about Chelsea and the golden times here because, talking of golden, you we won another golden boot here but you didn't have to share it with anyone.
2: <laughs> That's why I didn't like sharing, I told you.
1: <laughs> talk to you about Chelsea at that time because these must be some of the fondest memories of your playing career, your, your sort of first, first couple of seasons here at Chelsea. Tell us what that was like, how you felt as part of that team.
2: I, I felt really good. Um, four really good years. I think four of the best years of, of, of my career. Uh, time spent. Um, uh, the team was, was, was magnificent. Uh, played with really big players. Emmanuel Petit, uh, Marcel Desailles, Moutou, Sebastian Faron.
1: Who gets your ultimate respect from that era? Because there'll be Chelsea fans listening here. Of course, we all, we all recognise these names. Which oh, player or two earned your respect?
2: Oh, everybody, everybody, because they're all unique. You know, they're all unique in their own way. And I think you have, to, you have to respect and love everybody for different reasons, you know. So, so uh, no, I, it was a good time, you know. It was a very good time with, with lots of good guys. We should have won more, or we should have won a trophy at least. We didn't, and um, yeah, then Abramovich came and changed things. And and that year that I had with Abramovich was just—it was a different world, you know. It was it was a whole different vibe.
1: Just describe that for someone who maybe. Was very small. If we've got younger listeners who kind of weren't around at that time, because it's such an important time in the history of football, as well as of course within your career as well, tell us about that time when Abramovich shows up metaphorically with a big wedge of cash.
2: The the, the thing is, we are seeing now crazy prices. But actually, Abramovich was the one who started it. If you think about it, in 2003, you know, so he knows the game. He, he 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 started it, and and that that's what happened at Chelsea. Uh, people like Crespo, Sebastian Faron, Adrian Mutu, they all came, okay, you know, uh, and they 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 put Chelsea even more on the map.
1: Did you ever stop and think about the kind of craziness of it all? Because it was a very intense
2: time. It, it, it was crazy. It was crazy, and and a lot of players came, and you had to fight even harder for your place and. I'm very proud of that year, actually, because Ranieri came to me to me and Gu Johnson, and said, look, you guys are not going to be number one anymore. Uh, you might be three and four. What do you want to do? Do you want to go or do you want to stay? And um, I said, no, I want to stay. I believe there was nobody better than me. You know, so, so um, Crespo came, Adrian Mutu came and I was, I was not afraid of the competition. And I'm really proud of that year because I end up playing much more and being much more successful than the ones that came. So I'm, I'm happy that, that, that I stayed.
0: If you were to identify one football match that changed your life, does it fall within those Chelsea years?
2: No, my first game for Leeds. Because first game of the Premiership, nobody knows you. Uh, Leeds is playing at home against Arsenal, big team. Uh, we drew, 1-1, and I scored, or 1-0. So, um, and I was playing at the moment with Jimmy on my back, what was taken away, and I was not allowed to play with Jimmy on my back because it was not on my birth certificate. So um, that was the most important game.
0: The only area we've not really covered is internationally, playing for Holland. So you, did you want to choose Holland straight away? Was, was that straight away who you were going to represent? Because I suppose you would have had a other options.
2: Yeah, but I'm Dutch. I'm Dutch. I was brought up in Holland from when I was five. I lived all my youth in Holland. The nation was very strong. That was the nation that I was going to play for, you know? Uh, and, and there was no doubt in my mind for to, to, to do that. And, and uh, for me to get 27 caps... Um, You know, with players like Bergkamp, fighting with players like Bergkamp, Van Hooydong, Van Nesteroy, Coit, Mackay, uh, Kluivert, you know, and still getting 27 caps.
1: But that wasn't enough, was it? I don't think. Yes, there was intense competition, but stuff like not being selected for Euro 2000, not being played enough really at the World Cup two years earlier in France. This international career of yours... I think certainly you, you, you well, certainly should have played more.
2: Yeah, but as I was saying, you know, there were six top strikers, you know, and 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 the Dutch national team is playing only with one striker, you know, they didn't play but, two strikers.
1: But then how does a competitive person get their head around that? Because that must have been tough. But,
2: but you have to try to do whatever you have to do to play, but apparently I was not good enough, you know, so I have to make sure in my head that I know that I have done everything to play and I've done. So I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied that I've given my all. And and uh, at the time if somebody doesn't see it in me then I can't not do nothing about it but I have given my all, you know.
1: Was there a manager who didn't see it in you who should have seen it in you?
2: A lot a lot of managers. It makes me stronger. <laughs> make me stronger, you know uh, I, I don't live I, 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 like uh, something to hurt if you if you, you 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 have to move on you have to pick the, the the bad moments and learn from them and 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 make sure that you that you uh, don't forget but that you get stronger of them and and that 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 makes you a better competitor
0: as a manager now you and we touched on it at the start about being an influencer yourself i'm, I'm just intrigued as to who you would say were your Two main influencers in your career.
2: Uh, my main influence, I think, I think was uh, one my brother because he was a footballer. I, I wanted to be a footballer as, as a young boy, you know. He started to play football, and um, and and I've I have got enormous respect for uh, for my agent at the time, and and that was Humphrey Neiman, you know, who uh, who guided me and. and, and you know, in the right way. And I think uh, he's, he's kind of a father figure that I never really had. You know, I was not brought up with my father. I was only brought up with my with my mum. So so he was the one a little bit, you know, to, uh, to talk to me in difficult times and advise me and all that kind of stuff.
0: In your professional playing career, so much that you can be grateful for and memories you can share going down the road and the managerial side of things it started, there was the ascent with Bert and Albion how are you feeling about them now because League 2 you were part of that journey to get them to League 1 and now they've really hung around in the championship
2: Yeah I feel really great, really really great feel really happy that I'm part of their success everybody's asking me should you not have stayed, could you not have stayed I I could have stayed, I, I have And I had a really good relationship with the owner. But person that I am, I always want to to challenge myself and and manage on the highest level. And I thought the next step, QPR, that is my next step, you know. Uh, And I was sold the story that QPR wanted to do certain things a little bit different and make it a healthy club and all that kind of stuff, and... Unfortunately, it didn't work out, you know, but to see Burton, you know, uh, being where they are and and doing well uh, makes me really happy, makes me really happy because I also know that it is filled with uh, really a lot of good people, a lot of family people, you know, Uh, and that is important. Nigel Clough is doing a magnificent job, you know, and and, and you can't forget and, 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 and shoot Really say that. The
1: offside rule
2: exclusives
1: are available to download for free via Audio Boom and iTunes. What do you see that might be next on your agenda? Maybe a couple of years down the line. Maybe, maybe sort of five years in the time. Where does?
2: I have no idea. (laughs) I have no. (laughs) Where would you like to be? I would like to be in football. I would like to be in football, and, and I would like to be with a club that has the same vision as me. Uh, I would like to uh, be at a club that that uh, is trying to progress and and, and, and is ambitious and and um, yeah, being successful. You know, uh, I'm a competitor and, and I want to uh, compete at the highest level. But but let's let's try to uh, to do uh, step by step. Uh, I always say, you know, let's start start to crawl first, then we walk. Then we run and at the end hopefully can we sprint and that's, that's the premiership. So um, I'm walking, I'm walking. So, so let's, let's try to walk and try to walk a little bit faster.
0: And at the very, very end you dive for the line. <laughs> 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 Thank you very much, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank.
1: The Offside Rule Exclusives is produced by Offside Productions and edited by Lucy Lavery.
0: to jimmy floyd hasselbank and our guest editor ali bender for this offside rule exclusive you can enjoy a bit extra with jimmy over on our youtube page the offside rule tv head over to the channel and hit subscribe as we'll be posting videos from all of our offside rule exclusives on there each month we'll have a brand new guest in our next podcast which is out on the 1st of december